You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30. Po- <coughs> yeah, good job. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Gear 30 podcast where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Chase, Brandon, and myself, today we're talking about fall backpacking gear needs because tis the season. Um, it's the end of August when we're recording this, and September and October, we all agree, are the best two, two months to backpack and the whole year in Utah Absolutely. and the surrounding areas. And so, uh, but gear needs change a little bit from July and August to September and October. So we want to talk a little bit about that. This will be a short podcast because basically you just need one more set of underwear. <laughs> that's right. it. <laughs> just right. one. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. And uh, well, maybe that's a that's that's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. Indeed. Um, so the... I think about like September backpacking versus August backpacking. The highs are still, it's still pretty warm in September. You're getting in the sixties still, um, but the lows are getting a bit colder. So instead of lows in the mid to high forties, you're now into the low thirties, sometimes even below freezing. And so that means you might need a different sleeping bag or the same sleeping bag, but a warmer jacket to go with it or whatever depending on the sleeping bag you use. My, my wife always uses a 20 degree bag or warmer, but myself, I usually use a 45 degree bag. And when I get into September, I still use that 45 degree bag, but now I also take an extra layer on my, for my legs and a warmer down jacket that I can sleep in if I get cold. Um, so anyway, you might, might need a warmer sleep system. What are some other things that you might need to switch out? Ooh, I, I th- tents actually i mean yeah, you can depending switch. on what if you've got uh, if you've got a quiver of tents mm-hmm. or a friend who has a nice uh, whatever fall three season tent depending on where you're going because you might run into a early winter snow right mm-hmm. load on, on your tent in the morning so yeah and i've got a few a few three season tents that are really a little bit more like summer tents that i wouldn't necessarily want six inches of snow mm-hmm. on them I don't know that they would handle that very well. So I think you're right. Having something that's just maybe slightly sturdier, a little better pole structure or something to handle potential snow load or... Um, like a three-season Hilleberg compared to a three-season just about anything else. The Hilleberg <laughs> right. is a, a better late-fall tent option than maybe a, a lighter three-season. Yeah, a three-season Hilleberg is probably about the equivalent of a four-season anything else (laughs) you know yeah they just build them so well yeah i think yeah beefing up your tent 
Um, for me, the first thing I always think of when it's going to be into the fall season is a, is a um, thicker down jacket. I, I take, we talked about this, the um, Arcteryx. 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 Arcteryx is a new brand. <laughs> it's a new, um, very similar. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They didn't knock them off at all. No. Um, Arcteryx Cerium SV. No, SL. Um, but now when I go into the winter months, it's, I transfer over to like a Rab. Um, who it's been a little bit. The Electron? Uh, yeah, the Electron. Um, <coughs> so that's a, it's kind of almost in between like a Cerium SL and the Rab Neutrino. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind right of that mid, mid-weight jacket, but still ultra light. You're still well under a pound for mm-hmm. the... Or right around a pound. I think it's like think 13, it's a, yeah. 15 ounces. Somewhere, somewhere in there. So I, that's my first thought but is probably a warmer at least, down. At least double the warmth. Oh, from at a, least. From yeah. a serious Oh, it's probably to triple the warmth. Probably close to, maybe not quite double the warmth of a Cerium LT, but probably close to double the warmth of a Cerium LT, mm-hmm. which is my go-to backpacking jacket. Um, triple at least of the SL. Yeah, totally. So I'm... I'm I don't care much about weight. Um, <laughs> I, and I really care about not being cold. Yeah. So I typically will have a lightweight synthetic and a down yeah. jacket. How yeah. many jackets did you bring to Yellowstone? All of no, <laughs> uh, like four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I think you I think don't know. You, you had a duffel bag as big as mine just for jackets. And just so you know, that's in a car in a cabin. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were prepared to sit around the fire yeah because i'm like is it gonna am i gonna be able to see my breath or do i just need like a nice vest and so, style plays into it so i had the cool vest <laughs> i had yeah no i had options <laughs> because in a car you can you have can, options you can. however backpacking i do have a lightweight synthetic uh rab jacket that i that rarely do what i ever put on actually hiking some mornings start out with it on but it'll come off pretty quick um it's a great early morning layer you know um and then the down is almost like it's a midweight i have a couple midweight down options that is almost an emergency but very comfortable i like to be warm i like to be hot yeah like warm and so i have both um and i don't actually rarely wear I don't think I've ever worn both at the same time because like at night when you're just getting ready to go to bed and hanging around camp, it's, I'm not wearing the synthetic. I'm wearing the down. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, um, I switch, I usually have the Serium LT. Sometimes if I'm backpacking by myself, I don't, I'll might even have like a Serium SL vest and a rain jacket and get away with that. But when I get into September, I've at least got the Serium LT. And I feel like my lady friends out there who backpack, I don't know how they do it, but they've got like a, like the go-to jacket, right? Like whatever, and it, and it works for them when they're hiking and then around camp and it's like the go-to, yeah, whatever their jacket is. And it feels like you, they wear that in, in a pair of tights and it's like all they need in life for right. everything. <laughs> I'm like, True. how do you do that? It's impressive. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So, cause the, cause ladies will, it's like, Hey, they'll pick up a, a warmer jacket as well or people like me that like to just be really warm because um i like to so i'll take a, a heavier a heavier down yeah yeah so the other thing too though so i love september for backpacking because you still it's almost almost summery days are still warm um the nights are cooler but 
but you don't have any of the bugs you the crowds are gone and stuff but i still love october in fact october might be one of maybe that might be my favorite time it's probably the most underrated backpacking month yeah but in october now you are really risking snow i mean yeah for sure those mountains get snow in october regularly arapahoe basin has already had snow this year and it's they got it in after the 15th of august but before september yeah that's crazy um so october you are going to get snow but usually that snow doesn't hang around permanently usually it eventually melts but plan on some snow so that means that your tent you probably should be considering if not a four season a pretty sturdy three season Um, but maybe even a four season tent Um, you might consider i i always usually well if it's october for me i take insulated pants um Mm. i sometimes i'll beef up my down jacket maybe i'll still get away with the Syrian, but I do usually take insulated pants. And the reason for that is twofold. One, hanging around camp is so much more comfortable. We call them happy pants in our in our family. <laughs> happy because pants. Because really when it's cold, you put those on, it's just like, oh my gosh, where have you been all my life? They're, they, they are amazing. Do you know that I only use my insulated pants? I've, I've only used, I've used them multiple times, but in only two scenarios. One scenario, when I'm emceeing up at Brighton all day, the powder keg, yeah. and I'm outside do, in zero degree weather, and it's legit zero degrees. Like, I will arrive, and it's usually zero, negative one degrees up at the top of, and the sun's not out, so I'm in the shade, and I'm sitting outside doing nothing, like no movement. Right. I need insulated pants. Right. Number two, the only other, the only other time I've worn them, because um, I do that every year, but I just don't ever get cold enough, but maybe that's a pretty good idea was before the 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 50k on antelope island in the but it was late november and they do this little pre-race meeting right before the race and i get out there and i'm in my insulated pants over my shorts right in a big down because i wanted to be hot before starting the race yeah and it was like i'm looking at everybody else like i know you're jealous <laughs> come on now you got some insulated poofy pants, pants on yeah happy pants <laughs> happy pants on yeah, I, <laughs> zip off and you just like i zipped them off right at the start off, and just go off. yeah yeah it was yeah. great oh i love them i use them all the time all the time and i didn't think i would i i got them for winter mountaineering stuff and i use them all the time and um, sometimes it's like if I wake up in the winter, if I wake up in the morning and get out of bed and I'm in my underwear and I see that it snowed a foot, I put on my happy pants right over my underwear and go shovel the, the driveway. And uh, the happy pants. It's just, they are amazing. And I, I, we bought a pair for my wife soon after we got married. Which ones she, do you have? So I have the Mountain Hardware compressor pants. Okay. They're like eight years old. Are they synthetic? Years, they are, yeah. Um, we got a pair for my wife. We found a good deal on uh, the, you know, the first descent brand from Eddie Bauer. Mm-hmm. They were clearing some out one spring and found a really good deal on some for my wife. So we got a pair for her and she loves them. She, she was arguing with me like, I don't need these. Why are we buying these and stuff? And now she loves <laughs> them and uses them all the time. So I think everybody should have a pair of those. Do you know, I bet they'd gear. be good yurt pants. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Winter yurt pants. Yeah. Absolutely. And you got to make that trek to the potty in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially because they've got double zips on each side. Yeah. You just drop your back flap without getting everything else wet or freezing cold. 
dropping the back flap. Um, That's nice. So yeah, I usually will throw those in, and and so they're comfortable around camp. But also, like I mentioned before, I sleep. I usually have a forty-five degree bag, mm-hmm. and that forty-five degree bag, I stretch that as far as it'll go into the fall and as early into the spring. Um, and if I have insulated pants and a down jacket, I can take that into the winter almost. Um, I was I took a twenty degree at a an Alpine light, Western mountaineering Alpine light. And I did a winter, uh, backcountry skiing trip in the wind rivers a few years back. And it was like between zero and negative 10, the whole trip. And I had this 20 degree sleeping bag and my insulated pants and lightweight down jacket, like a Cerium LT. That's all, that's all I had for mm-hmm. warmth. And I was com- cozy. I was comfortable. And so wow. I do like being able to stretch my sleeping bag temperature rating that way and then have my down jacket and pants that I can walk around in if, I, if I'm if i out and about. So I just I was thinking while you were talking about that, a couple other things. I'll throw in my pack into middle September, October um, that I won't throw in in the summertime, and that's a beanie yep. uh, for sure. And <laughs> comfort guy here, I have a pair. I think they're going maybe eight years old my sierra design down booties yes <laughs> yes um mm-hmm. I, i'll just wear if it's cold in the summer if it, uh, you, can, you can get away with your darn tough socks on at night in your sleeping bag or something or no socks or whatever but uh in the fall season um closer to winter oh, i freaking love the down booties yeah oh they're great around camp and then and also uh if it's cold i put them on in the sleeping bag but yeah yep all this talk makes me really want to plan a yurt trip yeah. Right. Oh man. Huh. Me too. I want to just go backpacking. I want to go up to the Wind Rivers in a month. I'm actually yeah. we're we're taking our kids. We ha- our kids haven't been backpacking with us this summer, and, th- and that's rare. We've usually gone on at least one trip by now, and we usually do a family backpacking trip in September and take the kids. So we're gonna head up to the Wind Rivers in a few weeks, and uh, I'm getting the urge the to go to Yellowstone, which we've been there twice this year, but. <laughs> <laughs> the September Yellowstone is oh, the so best. Good. Oh my so gosh! Good. Yeah, uh, something else too though. I will backpack in the summer in tennis shoes, but in the but in the winter, I I, I take the full leathers or uh, I have a pair of the what are the, the we Zan- sell them Zamberlin. Zamberlin. I do have a pair of Zamberlins, but I have Damn. oh I yeah have your Salewas that yeah. are that are high top waterproof. I yeah. u- I'm using air quotes on the podcast right now. Waterproof on soft shoes are weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, yeah with that like you can Gore Tex around yeah. stuff. It's like you can feel the water, but your feet aren't wet. Right. I'm like, well, why do I feel the water, but my <laughs> feet aren't wet? This is so weird. It's because yeah, because you get a little bit more airflow through those. It kind of cools the sweat a little bit in your feet. Your feet stay cooler, and it almost feels because you're used to just warm, hot feet. Mm-hmm. And um, so when your your feet cool off because of that little bit of airflow, it feels like hey, my feet are wet or something. But no water. Take gets your through. shoes off, and it's like oh, my feet are dry. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, same thing. I usually will then make sure because I, I usually backpack in a non-waterproof trail runner, even into September. When I get into October, I've got a waterproof boot. Not necessarily a full leather. Sometimes, depending. You never on know the weather. 
you get a snowstorm, you're hiking out in that. Right. Like, right. It gets, and then you get cold feet, and that's a bad, bad deal. No one likes that. Right. Nobody likes cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I do have Do you a take any, is there other gear that you take? Like, uh, I think at this portable point, heater? You could be, you could be talking, <laughs> I don't know, about going from a canister to like a white gas stove. You could. Um, yeah, I still am. Unless you have a reactor. Right. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't, but I yeah. think I think a lot of people, yeah. this would be a time that they transition over to that. Um, the yeah, cool you might, temperatures you're you might find that your jet boil or other similar canister stove is going to start struggling a when little bit more. When do they? Minus 20? Twi- minus yeah, 20 uh, degrees. Uh, not minus 20, but under 20 degrees or under and 30 actually, degrees? And actually, under 30 degrees, you'll see a, a performance difference, but below 20 degrees, and you're going to get real frustrated hmm. um, because they just don't work nearly as well. So usually I find that 30 degrees, whatever, those canister stoves still work well enough that I don't lose my mind, but 20 degrees and colder, it's just hmm. so infuriating. Except the MSR wind burner. Wind burner. Yep. Not the wind I don't jet. know why. I, uh, the wind, wind, boiler. wind boiler. I always yeah. get, I don't know why I struggle with that. The wind burner and the reactor. Those two stoves still work well, even when it's down in that below 20 um, temperature range. So, yeah, I, I take the reactor. And, you know, when it starts getting colder and colder, the reactor does work better in the cold temperatures than even the wind burner. So the reactor becomes my stove of choice. Food differences? Uh, I take a little more of it. You take butter? Um, yeah, you know. A little coconut oil on the side? <laughs> <laughs> For me, I take more cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I take more Chocolate. cheese. I take more, like, proteins and fats, definitely. Um, I take, you know, I'm, I'm maybe worried slightly less about fresh fruit and stuff. Like, I love fresh fruit on a Leave hot summer day or home. whatever right <laughs> but yeah. in september i'll still take a lot of fresh fruit peaches and stuff like that because they're in season but uh when it gets into october i'm thinking like cheeses and meats and proteins and fats and stuff because it's about keeping warm and calorie dense foods um i do i do add a bit of butter but it's usually in the form of i like to put butter on my like ham and cheese sandwiches i always take it like ham and cheese sandwiches on bagels and I just slather on the butter when we start getting into those colder months. Bagels are underrated in the backcountry. Mm, love bagels. Yeah, yeah. good. Bagels are so good. And they, if they get smashed, they're yeah. still great. They're still a bagel. Yeah. And they don't get smashed as easily. Right. Yeah. Right. I would much rather have a smashed uh, peanut butter and jelly bagel oh sandwich yeah. than wheat. Oh, any bread day. Or yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's a good call. Um, food chain if the food changes a little bit and I take more of it okay here's a here's one for you reading material mm. is there a reading material change up on, your, as on, well. your, on your kindle or your <laughs> or whatever what you take with you hmm. I actually do take a book typically with me yeah yeah backpacking yeah I do on occasion but I rarely actually get to it again I'm not the guy to go to for lightweight stuff That's but I too heavy I love I love having a book in the back, it's like, it feels like this is where you're supposed to read. Yeah. You know, by the lake or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm out with a group of adults, then sometimes I'll take a book. If I'm with my kids, I know that it's just not. I have happen. a, I have a pocket sized Walden. Oh, nice. Which is really cool. Yeah. 
and every now and then I'll throw that in there, <laughs> but because uh, it's pocket size, nice, and it's fun to read in the woods, right? Yeah, about Walden, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what other, what other things. So, um, depending on the weather forecast, my rain jacket might get a little bit more full featured instead of like an ultralight bare bones rain jacket that I have during the summer. Now I'm getting one. Just that buy the kinetic. Yeah, <laughs> it really, that really is the answer to all of life's <laughs> backpacking problems. Um, but really then I'll start looking at a jacket that's still lightweight, but has maybe a slightly more full featured hood, maybe mm. something that's, um, I don't Gore-Tex know. Gore-Tex Pro versus uh, whatever light. Yeah, possibly. Um, but for me, it's just like, if I get in a snowstorm, am I going to be miserable in this jacket or am I going to be pretty comfortable? And I'll, I'll go with the lightest jacket that I feel confident is going to keep me comfortable. That's usually the kinetic plus. Um, sometimes it's a real lightweight Arc'teryx Gore-Tex jacket or something like that. But at that point, I'm usually leaving my four ounce Berghaus ridiculously ultralight jacket at home or my six ounce OR helium jacket at home. Have you guys seen anything that's going to compete with the kinetic this year? Connect Plus, the wrap. Connect there's plus? there's several other companies that are making like a stretchy waterproof membrane, no, but they're not for as next light. Mm-hmm. There's some that are out this year. Mm-hmm. They're not as light. Um, I just don't think their construction is as great. I know the North Face has made one. Um, I've looked at it. Good, good option for sure. But I still think the Connect Plus is above. We'll reign supreme another year, huh? I think so. Yeah. I I'm not familiar with other ones. I know there's other companies making. This feels like waterproof. And we have a few family members and friends who, uh, whose closet will prove this, that every single year there's a new jacket that is better than the rest. Right. Yeah. The, the must-have. Yeah. yeah. And you, it's like, oh, well, this was better than that last one for sure. So, you know, then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. There was a time when I, I owned like 12 or 14 different ultralight rain jackets because every company, every year, this was back in the mid-2000s, uh, 2004 2005-ish when every company was making a slightly lighter jacket and then a lighter jacket and i had a i had we've hit peak jacket lighting for a minute yeah i think so i think any lighter than what's out there now you're really missing out on performance i just want a force field yeah a little button i can push (laughs) on in my pocket and then the force field comes on no weight at all yeah that would be sweet okay um, good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Wait, that's an idea. You invent that. You are the winner. Okay. Yeah, yeah if you could yeah. just like ionize the air in a way that it like repels the char- the rain by the charge <laughs> of the electrons. Yeah, or because the like shirt that. you're wearing yeah. is activated now. Yeah. Yeah, you just push the button on your shirt. Genius. Get acti- you're right. That Someone's going to figure that out. It can't be out. that hard to do. No, the Jetsons did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, they're a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, notice that Chase didn't laugh because he was. That's too early for his. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Quit cracking those Hanna Barbera jokes. <laughs> what is Hanna Barbera? <gasps> hey, I'm not the only one. Did I one. lose you now? Yeah. Sweet. Is that a Jetson? Yeah, no, the cartoons. Hanna Barbera. Okay, Google Hanna Barbera cartoons. Oh boy. And uh, yeah, I was thinking old cartoons. But, I mean, Disney's wins them all, but. I mean, maybe not all, but Hanna-Barbera is uh, pretty old. 
and one of my favorite. I love Hanna Barbera cartoons. Uh, the Jetsons were about the same as the Flintstones. You know oh, the Flintstones, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so it's Hanna Barbera, Flintstones, Jetsons, uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah. Um, of course, I know Scooby Doo. How do you chase twenty four? Let's see yeah, other one. What was the bear yeah. that's what's still the picnic basket? Way boo boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay okay so yeah all right i'm i'm i didn't realize i the name i had a barbara but yeah i that before was that i mean we're talking like uh betty boop and um mighty mouse uh, um yeah i mean way we're going yeah. we're going back <laughs> we're going back yeah. yeah but we digress okay yeah it's <laughs> backpacking um ionized air ionized air yes so that's an idea. I think somebody <laughs> should run after it. Yeah. Um, go after it. When Climate. You d- Try. It's ish. Yeah. Kind of. Climate. Yeah. Um, so that's probably it. Do you... Yeah. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm thinking about all the different things I... Uh, I mean, I don't change my sunglasses or my job. watch. No. Sleeping pad. Sleeping pad. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That was one thing yeah. I was going to mention. Yeah. yeah, yeah warmer. Either just get a thermorest, <laughs> um, yeah. or I know a lot of people they'll get like the thermorest Z light, um, closed cell foam pad. Put that underneath your three season pad, yeah. and that helps to make it a lot warmer. Not add a ton of weight. And if anybody finds the tensor I bought, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Brandon bought a tensor this year, and I cannot no find my tensor I bought. That's that's one of the downsides that they never talk about when buying compact lightweight gear. <laughs> you lose it's it. It's hard to keep track of. Yeah, you could put it in like your glove box or something. I mean, it everything is so small yeah. and it's in that one pocket that you forgot to yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I that Bearcast jacket, that 4 ounce jacket that I have, four packs, ounces. packs up to like slightly yeah. bigger than a golf ball. You could lose that in your contacts case. I can never <laughs> find it when I need it because I always lose it. I'd never remember where it is. It's so light and so small. And um, and then I find it like uh, months later after I don't need it. It's like, yeah. oh, that's the jacket or the mm. pocket that it was in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Like you're you're dumping out your Tic Tacs and then your jacket falls out. Yeah. I forgot I put it in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the downside of all the lightweight gear. I, um, I also like, I've got a real small compact wallet and I love it when I know where it is. Like I love having that small wallet and just, it forces me to not take more than I need. I lose it so often now. You need a device on there to find it. Yeah. I lose it all the time. In fact, it's currently lost. I've been driving for the last week without a license because I can't find my wallet. (laughs) And it'll show up in some pocket somewhere, <laughs> but it's so time. small that... Um, Mine usually shows up in the dryer. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I haven't actually checked there yet. I should probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank um, you, Brandon. Yeah. So anyway. Cool. Well, um, so hopefully this is helpful for those of you that are wanting to get out backpacking September, October. It will change your life if you haven't already done it. Um, but hopefully this conversation has given you some ideas of of things to change out in your gear or maybe maybe gear that you hadn't thought of getting that can be uh helpful for you to stretch your adventures before you're up one last a buff oh yeah Uh, a buff because in the cold air in the fall uh, especially in the mornings or something a buff is great to go around your neck even yeah that's yeah that's a good call that's a good one yeah, I I usually take a headband of some sort, mm-hmm. uh, and a buff makes a great headband, because 
you know, in the winter, I've got a beanie because it's cold. Yeah. But in the fall, oftentimes I'll take a warmer head, like a headband that I can put over my ears, but it's not so warm. Like a beanie gets too warm if I'm hiking in it, but mm-hmm. a headband works for me. But a buff does all of that and more. Yeah. So it could be a balaclava, it can be a headband, it could be a neck gaiter, whatever. So yep. good call. Prom dress. Yep. That too. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what they do on Survivor, right? <laughs> Probably, they yeah. They use it as a dress yeah, and everything They don't else. wear much on that show. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, been told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they right. don't wear <laughs> I've seen in the commercials. I, I haven't I haven't seen Survivor. Actually, one of the one of my friends that I grew up with, um, went to school with from kindergarten all the way up through high school, she was on Survivor. Oh, on, she, yeah, she on lives two seasons. Yeah, yeah, she lives around here. She, I, Sierra, I, yeah, Sierra. Sierra Thomas. Um, She's a... Um, also a phenomenal barrel racer. Yeah. It was uh, like a high school national Being friends with uh, Kyle, Mr. Barrel Racer, he introduced me to Sierra a couple times. Who's but, uh, Kyle, Mr. Barrel Racer? Mr. Kyle. Mr. Kyle, Kyle the Barrel Racer. Oh. That's how we all know him. <laughs> I see. Kyle Mack? He lives I, in the valley. I, I don't McIntyre. know him. Okay. Huh. I'll have to meet him. Anyway, uh, we're digressing All his again. friends are barrel racers. I see. Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I'm not his friend. <laughs> probably, I don't yeah. have a horse yet. 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 All right. Thanks for joining us today. Um, you can follow Gear 30 on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. Like us on Facebook. Visit our website, gear30.com. That is G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. Also, um, if you need a little bit of backpacking inspiration to get you out the door, um, check out our blog, Brighton, our our good friend is still hiking the CDT. He's um, probably by this time he's you know well he was he had just crossed he's the thousand thousand uh, yeah he's probably about half right now right mm-hmm. he, yeah he's over half he's over mm-hmm. half wow that's amazing that seems like it's gone so fast um, he's he's moving along though and he does updates on our pod or on our blog um, of with pictures and does cool write ups and he's he's actually a really good writer. I've been impressed. I was surprised. No, he's great. Yeah, yeah, no, really good. Yeah, he's 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 great. And uh, he's artist, an amazing thinker, photographer. He's yeah, great. but I was I was surprised how good his writing was and how enjoyable it is to read that. So check that out on our blog at gearcookie.com and also check out our deals of the week. Thanks, and we'll see you in the next episode. See you out there.